Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. We're heading up to warmer temperatures. Yes, indeed. Temporary as it may be. Home Improvement Two hours, Scott Mosby at the helm. We are cruising down the mighty Mississippi, and we are talking about you, your house, your health, your lives, everything related to homes and buildings. Well, this is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. It's been going on for a better part of half a century, and it is quite an institution as part of St. Louis and the family, and that we help indeed advance your issues questions answers favorite products all the things around the do-it-yourselfer the professionally performed work that you may or may not need all the differences and nuances of whether you can do it yourself whether you should do it yourself whether you need professional help and what that transaction what that relationship what that process looks like and this is indeed the KMOX Home Improvement Show I'm Scott Mosby I've been here for a long time And we have phone lines all for you. Many, 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 many phone lines for you. Vote phone early, phone often, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. I will take any question related to homes or anything around the home. If I don't know the answer, I will freely uh, refer you to somebody that can or at least, um, you know, address the concepts largely the physics behind it because i answer a lot of questions most of the questions really boil down to a few laws of physics it sounds like there's a whole lot more uh, knowledge there there isn't there's a ton of experience i've messed everything up you can imagine so uh, i am your pre-disastered trial and error research and development department for all the things around your home in about oh i don't know 50 years of a career i've figured out some of the right ways to do it not all because i've learned a lot right here on kmox i call this university of kmox i'm not fooling folks i've learned a lot when i first started many years ago i thought holy smokes how can i be smarter than 30 to 50,000 people tuning in every saturday you know that's just that's just not a good bet nobody can gather all that information well then i learned KMOX listeners are some of the most gracious people in the world and likewise smart. So I have learned a ton of things. Uh, perfect example for me. Uh, oh, gosh, I, I, I confess here we're going back maybe 20 years and somebody asked me, well, how do you clean the soot, you know, the black stuff off the inside of fireplace glass doors? Well, you get out a little MEK, methyl ethyl ketone, you know, carcinogenic, highly flammable, nasty solvent, uh, professionally pr- controlled now. And, you know, yada, yada, I tell them all the stuff about that. A lady calls up and she said, uh, you know, I heard your answer about methyl ethyl ketone. That, that sounds like a lot of overkill. Um, you know, I learned from my grandmother years ago, you just uh, take a little bit of lye ash, you know, from the ashes from the wood burning fire logs you've got dip it in a little bit of a rag with damp water and you just rub it around on the inside of the glass doors and that'll take it off pretty well you know it's it's a lie and it'll it'll eat the stuff off pretty good you know protect your hands wash your hands when you're done all that oh you mean you don't have to do cancer causing things oh 
Never mind. So that's an example of one. Another one of my favorites was from a professional plumber years ago. Uh, and I'm, you know, they're trying to figure out where the smell comes in a laundry room where there is no real apparent plumbing leak. Well, that usually means that there's a break somewhere in the stack or the vent line, you know, the, the pipe up in the wall that goes all the way up to your ceiling. And how do you find it? So I'm talking about smoke bombs and all sorts of stuff that, you know, MSD uses to find things in large-scale, you know, sewers and such. Uh, Plumber calls up and he says, oh, he says, you know, that'll work. Boy, that's a lot of effort, you know. And, you know, it just seems like, uh, he says, I'll tell you what, just go to the grocery store in the um, uh, spice section and buy some peppermint extract. You know, it doesn't matter, dollar, two dollars, whatever, you know, cheap stuff, doesn't matter. Go home, dump that down your toilet, flush it once, and see where that peppermint smell is. Because if your sewer system is all sealed up and everything's kosher and cool in that room, you won't smell any peppermint. Oh, smoke bombs? Never mind. So anyway, that's uh, some of the things that I have learned over the years. So no matter how smart any one person is, yeah, 50,000 people know a lot more, and it's quite a better bet on uh, who comes up with a good... So, the point being that I'm here as the phone operator, uh, I will share answers. One of my um, responsibilities is not really to guide somebody to blow themselves up, as I have previously recommended. Never mind that, but I don't think we've blown anybody up in the last 10 years anyway. So uh, my name is Scott Mosby. I offer you my very best. I'll share any experience, good, bad, and ugly, that I have uh, experienced. Um, uh, Over the years, uh, our company, uh, Mosby Building Arts, has has become kind of a consultant uh, because of our place here on KMOX. That's my family business. Uh, we're heading into the third generation of the Mosby Building Arts family business, so that's my day job. Uh, granted, I'm not as active as once, but I am very active in the community, still part of the St. Louis area, and I enjoy all of the challenges that come from people turning problems our way. Uh, because of that, I have been exposed to some really odd duck issues, uh, things that you just wouldn't think are home-related, but they are. Uh, And then um, as I travel, I I still do a good bit of national travel, coast to coast, north to south, uh, and just figuring out what the current building rules are, technology mostly. Because if you think that uh, innovation has happened or went to sleep during the pandemic, uh, all those research and development guys had a whole lot of time to figure things out. So they've come out with some really neat new products, some that literally outpace, outstrip, outrun the training of the trade skills in the industry. So my job is largely making sure that we're training uh, my compatriots at Mosby Building Arts up to at least the best standard that we can find. And sometimes that means getting out in front because if you're not looking for trouble, trouble will surely find us. So with that, we try to stay abreast of any um, uh, future and developing technologies that can dramatically advance performance for homeowners and the value that is created or not created, sometimes destroyed by uh, untrained tradespeople. And all that, the the biggest culprit that I find uh, still, no matter where you go, there you are, communication. 
or lack thereof. So uh, anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby. I'm on KMOX. I pledge you my very best. We've got two hours today. Phone in, phone off, and I know the weather's warming up on a rare day like that, and we're sneaking back down into chilly stuff next week yet again. Well, anyway, we'll deal with that when we come back. Uh, Give us a call. I'm a little bit uh, lonely right here looking out at Soldier's Memorial out the window in Camwex Studio, 314-436-7900, Stay tuned. Big afternoon on KMOX. 1 o'clock, your retirement professionals. 2 o'clock, business of family business right here on KMOX. More things happening. Hey, how about those St. Louis Billikens? Yeah, well, you know, it comes and goes, but mostly the upside. So Billiken basketball is a lot of fun. I like following that here on KMOX. Give us a call. I'm lonely. You know, I'll go outside and eat some worms if you don't call me at 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. I'm a little bit of a, uh, a jester. I, I enjoy humor. I use humor to soften a lot of tough messages that I sometimes have to deliver in my life business-wise, personally, and all the things about uh, things that we will talk about. My transactions with professional service providers. It's like, all right, you know, kind of missed the mark. How am I going to deal with this? All those things. So uh, I, too, am a consumer. And I share my experience on both sides of the fence from being business, being consumer, as well as being a citizen and part of KMOX and the municipalities that we're active in. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, 314-436-7900. I'll return right after this on KMOX. All the news and all that matters to you. The voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Camwex, oh yeah, hey folks, news flash, we are on the top half of the 100 degree thermometer, yeah, we're 51 degrees, hey baby, oh, we're on the upside, and indeed, a little sun, a little comfort coming, so anyway, might be a good day to be outside, 314-436-7900, and that is how we get together, uh, let's get right to the phone lines here, and start with my buddy uh, Keith, hey Keith, good morning, welcome to Camwex, sir, how can I help Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I know we all have higher utility bills in the wintertime, especially gas, heating our homes. I, I've seen a noticeable increase in my electric bill from last year. It's almost doubled and tripled in a couple of months, which I don't understand. But then it brings me to I only have five windows in my home, but I have three very large, uh, actually four very large sliding glass doors, uh, and the home's about 50 years old. How do I go about evaluating uh, cost savings, energy savings uh, versus replacement costs of those windows and those doors. What's my best uh, best course of action there to, to evaluate that? Well, first off, um, a new door, uh, new windows, no matter, no matter how energy efficient that they are, they will cut your loss maybe in half, but they will... Um, uh, that won't cover more than a third of the windows. Um, you are buying, uh, f- you have 50-year-old building materials. You're coming half a century forward to the current technology, Keith. So you are going to gain um, 
a better operation, security, all those things, um, glass coatings that are uh, all over the place. So largely, uh, the improvement, at least half of that value is going to come from comfort and convenience to you and the occupants of the home. To really assess the dollars and cents of new windows and new doors, um, that is... Um, that's often used in the selling process because it's objective and measurable. Uh, but the issue is it, it's kind of like, um, you know, the car you drive. You know, the car you drive really only needs to be about, you know, a used car, $10,000. It'll get you where you want to go. Most of us don't drive those cars. There are other reasons, creature comforts and conveniences that get us to a newer car with more features and benefits. So uh, be aware, this is largely about you, your family, what kind of product lines, and what kind of service and support you you want going off into the future so you get into vinyl windows and I get these questions all the time what material should I buy and put in my home it usually comes in the form of what is the best window well you know and I I'm I use exaggeration and humor to make my points and one is so if I live in a um, uh, a flood zone uh, by the river that gets flooded out every two years um, and you know I have to vacate my house oftentimes you know what's the best window for that well the best window for that might be a very inexpensive window that is easily repaired once you come back into that home if you live however in the White House of the United States the best window and material for you is going to be bulletproof glass X you know thick and insulate you know on and on and on and on so the point being that uh, Look around your neighborhood. Uh, if you live in a brick home, you may need to uh, be on the up half of quality and performance uh, because there's a little bit higher perception of value and quality typically out of brick and masonry structure, stone, whatever it is. Uh, but look in the neighborhood. If they're largely wood windows, wood clad windows, upper end, top 20% of cost and benefits, then that's probably what you're accountable for. Uh, if you live in a more modest neighborhood and you have to kind of economically uh, deal with this, so even though I'm discounting half of that transaction as being who saves me most money on the new windows, uh, it, it still matters. So buying a bad window is bad business because frankly getting a good window with good performance is pretty easy nowadays uh, and to assess it with the u values so i'll uh, this i'm, I'm gonna unload here man this is a scott mosby what we call around the office the eyes roll it's like here comes a scott uh, so we used to measure uh, the r value of glass well there's a lot more in a window a replacement window new or a replacement well there's the frame and the seal between the sash and the weather strip and the frame well they've then the government came out and said wait a minute you can't divide and conquer tell the consumer how that whole thing works stuck in the hole well that's the u value u as in universal so that measures the efficiency tra uh, the uh, thermal transaction or, or break if there is one in the frame the weather stripping how it seals now here's the nasty little secret so if i want to sell you a window i sell you a very high performance window what that means is it has really tight secure weather stripping so if you're in the latter part of your life, 
you can't open that thing because the weather stripping is so secure, so snug, and so energy efficient because that's the measurement, that's the objective they're trying to achieve. You can't open that window or door because you just can't get it started. So uh, be careful what you ask for. You just might get it. Uh, So go in there, uh, Keith, with your eyes wide open about what exactly you want, uh, the service level and the brand level. And frankly, brand matters because the better brands are around for 30, 40, 50, you know, 100 years on some of these window companies, they have parts. You can get parts. You may not be able to find somebody smart enough to change those parts because everybody wants to sell you new windows. Uh, so just be aware, Keith, that you can assess very securely. And any window salesman that comes to your home or consultant, however you'd go about that, will show you how great the glass is. And they can prove to you that it's really energy efficient. And the coatings on glass are near universal. Uh, the energy efficiency of the glass packages are stunning. Uh, it is actually the frames and how energy efficient you want it to be. But realize whatever stage of life you're in, if you're not 20 years old going to the gym twice a week, you may not be able to open that really energy efficient window, whether it's double hung sliding it up from the bottom, a slider going left to right, or a patio door, or even hinge doors with some of those magnetic weather strips. So be aware there are a lot more things to think about. Um, But you can get very efficient windows. But how they look in your house, and here's the other one, and this is basically my job description, is are those windows being installed according to the manufacturer specifications and to the best performance level possible? Because I can take the best window on the market, take out the old sashes, leave the old frame in, slide this thing in, miss insulating, don't really caulk it too well, put some brake metal, nice pretty looking white metal or whatever color you want around it, and that window frame will leak like a sieve. So now, and that's where the manufacturers started installing their own windows. So you hear, okay, so we have our approved and certified uh, contractors that put it in, and that's because the manufacturers realized, you know what, if the market, if the tradesmen installing our product don't do a good job, our reputation for this window brand as manufacturers takes a hit. Sorry, Keith, this is a long one, but this is very important, and it covers consumer resale. Uh, and, and so now you go to sell your house later, Keith. You've got really nice windows. They're really energy efficient, you know, and Mrs. Smith, the potential buyer, goes over and tries to open that sliding door, and it won't move. Oh, oh. Well, but they're the best energy-efficient windows. Oh, yeah, but I can't get this thing open. You know, so be aware of all those things that touch and measure the user. And this is where a really good window consultant or salesman will take you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because if I'm trying to sell you windows, I can make my window look really good with all kinds of things. But the few things that really matter may not be commonly known, like can you open the windows conveniently and evenly, and can I get weather? stripping parts for it again 10 years down the line in service so anyway that's the point um but it, it is more the price point you want but long and the short of it is you are buying a relationship with a company 
that is going to install and warranty that product, both from the manufacturer down to the dealer who installs it, down to the managers and the people that are running that company, uh, keeping it solvent so that they can stand behind your warranty and deliver to you all that added value you paid extra dollars for. So it's very important to realize you are picking a partner. Uh, it's kind of like a marriage, not quite as, as uh, intense in, in commitment, but by golly, you know, a good decision brings a really good um, uh, next 30, 40 years. Bad decision may make that window look really great. And the first three years, lo and behold, you know, you find out, oh, yeah, there was a reason it, it was priced there. Uh, so anyway, long and the short, Keith, a lot of things. I apologize for the lengthy answer, but, you know, it it really qualifies on any product you do, any uh, professionally supplied service. Um, it, it's it, it's all true just right there. Um, it, it's important that you know what you don't know, and they ask and they tell you, Mr. Smith, now here's a few of the nasty things um, that that is, is true with our superior product. It's a great product, but here's a few of the surprises you're going to experience in the first three years. Now you've got somebody that's partnering with you. Anyway, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Scott Mosby on replacement windows and pretty much replacement doors or products or roof or paint. Painters, you know, I mean, that. for example, a painter comes in and they say, here's the paint I'm going to use. And they show you a phenomenal paint. And there are some paint coatings out there that are just stunningly, incredibly positive. But if Molary and Curly put it on, that paint falls off after two years. You bought the best paint. You paid a premium for it. And if it wasn't installed correctly, you get virtually none of the value of that premium product. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, 314-436-7900. I promise to be a little less windy as we come back. I'm going to take a short pause for a little business here on University of KMYX. Be right back after this. I'm Dakota Hudson. I'm Jordan Hicks. I'm Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty. I'm Tommy Edmonds. I'm Cardinals outfielder Jordan Walker. I'm Paul Dion. I'm Woodson Contreras. I'm Adam Wainwright. And you're listening to the voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. KMOX is Cardinals Radio. Oh, yeah. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We are 50,000 watts of right help for you at the right time, right in the middle of the dial. My name is Scott Mosby. I am on your side. Let's go to the phone lines and just fire them up, get 50,000 watts of conversation going on with my buddy, John. Hey, John, good morning. Welcome, and thanks for waiting through my first answer. Oh, thank you. Uh, I just have a sink in my kitchen sink, and it's an American standard. I believe it's cast iron coated with some kind of white, white kind of, you know, paint. I've also got, and right in the front of that sink is rusting. It's rusting, but I don't want to replace the whole sink i just want to get down to bare metal and put some kind of a an epoxy or whatever fix if there's anything out there sure uh this is a porcelain sink so th- think of this cast iron means this thing's a big chunk of metal and then they fire it with porcelain uh just like the same stuff your toilet's made of porcelain tile so this is a glass product that is uh covering that big chunk of iron in your kitchen uh dropping something on it uh small is very imperceptible but if you pierce 
break or uh, crack that glass surface over the cast iron, then, John, you have steel, iron, ferrous metal that will rust and show that. So the first thing, you can't really get down in there and scrub it out or wire brush it out or anything like that. Wash it soap and water. The next thing is um, there are rust-out products at the hardware store it's basically an acid the acid will go in there and it will um, clean out the rust it'll hyper rust that but it'll clean out the rust to the point that uh, follow the instructions rinse it off the point being now you've got some raw steel and a glass void if you will and then you need to cover it with some sort of a white high quality paint if you can get a white epoxy it's almost like a um uh, a, a whiteout product in a little bitty brush. The problem is, so you, you've heard about getting your bathtub refinished. That's a high-quality uh, two-part epoxy or two-part urethane product. That's all you're going to do is spot touch-up, just like you do your car. This sink, it's only going to last a while, but a cast. I love cast iron sinks. I prefer them when we add the stainless steel bottom or a plastic bottom so that it does avoid this this product uh, but man they're quiet they're uh they're top of the line but they are prone after decades of use because they will last a long bloody time with the quality they are so you're just touching up but you have to get that rust out so it's no different than a touch up rusty spot on your car i have the same problem in my toilet or scott toilet but the uh, uh the tub my tub upstairs yeah. same thing yeah. Yeah, the tub you, so you can get easily me, refilled. You don't want me to take a grinder, like a grinder with one of those pads on it, like the paper pads, and get that down to bare metal, huh? Oh, yeah, you can do that. It's just that that path leads all the way to the plumbing supply house for a new sink. Oh. <laughs> you see okay. what I mean? It, it's such a small yeah. piece. I mean, how big is this thing that you're talking about, John? Oh, it's probably in two areas along the front edge of the sink only. It's probably like five, four inches and maybe three. You know, they're not right together. There's there's a little yeah. space between them, but it looks like crap, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful kitchen, and you got a rust spot on your sink. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I totally agree. that, And that is where the porcelain has been breached, worn, um, you know, but long and the short of it is sooner or later you are going to wind up with a new sink because once that porcelain poops out on you one way or the other or gets scratched because you can take some Comet or abrasive cleanser, barkeep, bartender's uh, uh, friend, I mean, you can scratch the glass surface on that as well. So you can make a beautiful porcelain cast iron sink into a not-so-attractive hunk of uh, whatever. So be All careful. Right. That means I got to go out and buy a new sink. I'm not gonna. That's what I'm gonna have to go do, I guess. Yeah, I mean you can fix it, but you're just entering the dance of when you're frustrated enough fixing it, or it doesn't look good enough after the hours you spend. It's like ah, I think I'm into a new sink. So. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Hey, John, before you go, when you buy that new sink, the reason that front four inch area is the sink isn't big enough. Make sure that you consider what I call professional grade sinks. You go to a plumbing supply house because if you get a sink, if you get a, a, a cheap sink, the cheap sink has rounded corners, stainless steel. The stainless steel is going to be not so much nickel in it, not very deep and not very wide. The issue is you need to buy a big enough sink that the pots you put down in there doesn't scratch. 
scratch the front face, that four-inch face. So you need a bigger sink to comply with the behavior that you've just discovered with this porcelain. Whether it's porcelain, stainless steel, composite, just get a bigger tub in that kitchen sink. And, uh, you know, you can get a good kitchen sink for 200 You can get a great kitchen sink for 800 Make sure you know the difference, feel the difference, and make a conscious decision. Well, I don't need the 800 but, boy, that one about 500 bucks sure had a not, lot of nice features that I never thought I would spend for. But, yes, I do want that one. So make sure you get all the way into the considerations, all the way up and down that uh, feature line. Well, when you take the old sink out, there's going to be a hole there, a void, and then you just measure according to that hole, right? Well, most of those countertops can be uh, modified. You can cut them out bigger. You can't usually get a smaller sink, but most people don't buy smaller sinks. They wind up realizing, well, when I make chili and spaghetti, I'm putting this great big pot in there, and it scrapes all the way down the two sides of my kitchen sink. I think I want a bigger one. Now you're cutting the hole bigger, you're putting a nice sink in, and you're spending more than you thought you'd ever spend on a kitchen sink. But I I tell you what, this is where luxury touches you and me. Kitchen faucets, kitchen sinks, uh, lavatory, things I use seven, ten times a day, that's where I spend my money. That's luxury. Okay. Yep. I just bought a new... uh the faucet really a beautiful new one so i might as well get a new sink there there you go yeah you never thought you'd spend that much on a kitchen faucet either did you oh oh my gosh eight hundred dollars spent eight hundred dollars on it you would have bet yourself twenty dollars you weren't going to spend more than 200 bucks on your kitchen faucet and it's like i spent eight hundred how did i do well but you're going to use this is the thing that touches you every day all day you know yeah yeah. I don't do a lot of luxuries, but, man, I do the stuff I use every day. I spend deeply into the things yeah. that touch me every day. All right. Thank you for your wisdom, buddy. I appreciate it. <laughs> right on, John. Good luck to you, bud. Thank you. Home, home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Again, consumer judgments. Uh, so I have a, a good friend that was a client that was remodeling his kitchen, um, and this goes back, golly, 20 years ago. We've become good friends, and I, I, I miss him. He's still around, but, you know, anyway, uh, we put in an allowance for the kitchen allowance. I think we put in, oh, gosh, $20,000 for kitchen appliances. And this is back when. You know, that that's, that's some pretty um, – Abundant. I mean, it's like you can spend 20000 and the price we gave you is still kosher. Everything's straight down the line. He said, I am not spending that kind of money. You know, that is obscene money. Well, you know, he goes out next week. As if his wife had gone shopping, she would have come back with $20,000 in appliances. John went out, came back with $30,000 in appliances because we're the guys with the remote controls and the gadgets, and we have it all interconnected, and we love all that online Wi-Fi. It's like, yeah, you're right, John, I messed up. I didn't put enough into your life. So the point being that when you really get into what you're buying, just like buying a car, you go out, I'm going to buy that $30,000 car. You come back with a $40,000 car or whatever it is, or kitchen sink or kitchen faucet. But, but the point being that uh, certainly if you're uh, older and you've had many homes, you know now what you want, what you're willing to pay for, and uh, make sure you force conscious, intentional decisions on all those things because if it's something you use every day, often, and it will fall apart if you don't buy a good quality deep one. Anyway, there we go. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. I'll shut up for just a little bit. We'll take a short pause and come back for more after this. 
This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. All right, I must be a little windy today. I've uh, been off on some deep, uh, more consumer points of view. Uh, and, and frankly, whether you disagree or agree with the price ranges, everybody's got a price range that is comfortable, and we're accountable to that. I mean, that's the real part of our life. That's part of the journey of life. Uh, but the points that I'm making are make sure that you explore up the quality line, down the quality line, and make a value judgment about yourself, which is pretty much knowing yourself, know thyself, as to exactly what matters in your life. Um, you know, so I, I don't, I'm, if I go out shopping for a snow shovel, and I'm going to do a lot of time on a snow shovel, I'm going to spend a lot on a snow shovel for features I might not normally consider. But, you know, if I'm going to do 12 hours of snow shoveling, you know, this season, I might spend more than my typical, you know, flat, square, whatever. Uh, or I might operate and realize, you know what, all this money is a bunch of fluff and flu- and fooey. I'm just going to go ahead with my typical straight, square, front sh- snow shovel. You may have all address this purchase issue right here uh let's get to the phone lines here and talk to my buddy beth hey beth good morning welcome to kmox how can i help hello Hello, beth yes you're on hi good morning i have a question um pardon me i'm turning my radio off Uh, we're trying to refresh a little bit in our home um the vanity top sink in a couple of our bathrooms okay and they are like an off cream color probably standard from when the home was built um is are they able to be replaced just i know this sounds weird and i'm a woman here but take that old vanity off put it on the top we want to preserve the cabinetry of course because they're perfect shape is that something somebody can do we can buy the supplies at a Plumbing supply store, replace everything, double sinks, one-stop shop type thing or no? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and refresh is, is what we call it at Mosby, it, frankly, or facelift, um, because especially if your drawer glides, if the hardware works and it's good, oftentimes there's some pretty good quality. You might have oak fronts and good veneer. So if your cabinet and the finish is ugly, you can fix the finish. So exactly what you're talking about. Take off the faucet, take off the countertop, take off all the hardware, sand it down. It can be painted. Uh, and frankly... There aren't big flat areas except for the doors and drawer fronts on the refinishing. Uh, it is something that is pretty successfully done by your DIY do-it-yourself uh, because you're just painting two-inch wide styles on the cabinets or your you know your drawer fronts are only four inches tall and eight, ten, twelve inches. So all those pieces can be effectively painted. It does take discipline to pull all that stuff off and paint each drawer front individually. They can be brush painted. They can be spray painted. Uh, keep in mind here, Beth, that there is a lot of surface prep. If ever there was a time to really spend a lot of time sanding, uh, preparing those finishes, whether it's going to be for a clear coat uh, or a stain or an opaque regular coat of paint, uh, you can do that. And, and frankly, I have painted with spray cans 
uh, vanity cabinet frames in place, uh, taking the drawer fronts off the, the doors and the hardware and all, and sprayed those in the flat. That's how professionals do it anyway. Um, so your your responsibility just becomes protect everything around it if you're going to spray it. But you bet, that's uh, easily done. Uh, ordering the countertops in the right size and making them fit, uh, if you make them fit, pretty well you will have wall damage or you just decide that I've got wallpaper I'm not going to touch I don't want to mess it up that means that you're going to have you know more space around that countertop than you typically would like so you're going to wind up with a bigger caulking uh, joint there so that you can slide that top in between the two side walls if if that's your situation Uh, but yeah and then new faucets and top make sure you buy all your stuff at one place so that the yeah. countertop and the whole bores, you know, the centers for your faucet matches the faucet that you buy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Is it possible to just replace the countertops and the the faucets without, if I didn't want to do the um, the wood cabinetry, anything like that, or no? Or is that oh, something no. that kind of goes along with it? No, it's all all suitable. You're uh, you're all in a right okay. ballpark. Everything you're trying to do okay. is done every day professionally and do it yourself. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, and and here's another one. The one thing that is the toughest, that you won't see this one coming, is the hardware, the pulls on the drawers and the doors. Not the hinges, you know, the stuff that makes, you know, the drawer glides, they go in and out. It's the pretty stuff that's on the front of the doors, uh, the drawers, because here's the deal. 25 years ago, when you those uh, cabinets were bought or 50 or whatever, everything was in inches. So you have three-inch poles, three-and-a-quarter-inch pole, three and a, so that's the distance between the two holes that are already there. Now it's in millimeters. Well, how far is that? You know, and everything's made around the world here, Beth, so beware. Um, uh, you might start with your hardware finishes uh, because sometimes they are the toughest to fit in those holes. And, and don't don't feel bad if you go to a, a store and you buy one of six different types that you think fits and go home and, and see if they fit in there. Don't unpack them. Just use them to see if they fit. But it, the hardware, the finishes... And even on a Mosby supplied product, if we do this professionally, that is the toughest decision that homeowners face. And it's the one that's most valuable to get professional advice. So they help you between millimeters and inches. And if you take a drawer front with you to the store, that will save you a ton of time where they can help you through that right there. All right. Well, I appreciate Enjoy the pretty day if you get a chance. Oh, thanks, Beth. You too. Good weather. Bye-bye. All right. By now. Home improvement didn't mean to get preachy on that, but that's one of those things that I've messed up both in my personal life. Well, you know how tough I've got these skills. I'm going to pull this countertop off. I want a new faucet, you know, maybe get a new medicine cabinet. You know, I'm going to splurge. I'm going to get a brand new, nice medicine cabinet. Well, golly, those little things that, you know, are an extra 50 or $100, and I'm not going there, you know, in the big ones, you know, the Roburns and such. That's a whole different conversation and a whole different customer. The point being that that $25 medicine cabinet that came when the house was built, you get a really nice one for 100 bucks, and it's it's got all kinds of nice features in it. So medicine cabinets are a big upgrade where you interact with, uh, but the point being that uh, a little bit of knowledge 
uh, if you're doing this, some of those little things that you didn't see coming, like uh, just the pulls, the handles or the knobs on your uh, cabinet doors, those can be the most difficult um, uh, things to comply so that you don't have to drill new holes or fill holes or such and such. Anyway, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Had some good uh, questions here. Uh, the first one was, how do you pick out a uh, a new window or doors? And buried in that, in Keith's first question, was my electric doubled and tripled? Well, Keith, I feel your pain. I'm kind of there, too, over the last year or two in my home. You know, I I took the opportunity to fix things up during the pandemic like a lot of people did. You know, so I've got lights that come on automatic. They go on and they go off. I've got landscaping lights, you know, because lighting is actually a, a pretty simple way to get some dramatic upgrades in your home. So I've got these nice landscape lights outside and they come on and they go off on their own. And then I've got these other things. Oh, I've got that setback thermostat. So about half an hour, 40 minutes before I wake up in the morning, the house warms back up that last few degrees. Well, that's different. When I had that standard thermostat, I didn't change the thermostat for another half an hour, 45 minutes, maybe an hour later. So uh, be aware that our lifestyle uh, is very different. Just the computers, so we have a laptop or a desktop or whatever, all of that stuff most of the time stays on or we're now working from home. So the number of things that we are running electrically in our homes and around our lives, whether in business buildings or our homes, uh, the electrical Uh, consumption uh, has skyrocketed. So now keep that, I'm going to bring this into the whole national uh, infrastructure, what uh, Ameren Union Electric has to deal with here. So you and I, we're putting all these new things on, and I've got that dishwasher that, you know, has the light on, it consumes less water, but it uses a lot of electricity to dry. Anyway, my point being that the little bitty things, the clocks, the computers, the phone chargers, uh, little things like that. Heated floor maybe in your bathroom floor, little things that uh, seem small. You add those things up and whoo, all of a sudden then a little bit more. Uh, energy is more expensive, so our utilities are buying more and more and more expensive um, uh, energy in order to create it into electricity. Our electricity bill goes up a little bit here, a little bit there. You know, sometimes a lot on the resets because they've suffered the same price escalations you and I have at the grocery store. So it's it's not uncommon for that, but understand that usually those increases in electric bills are because we've got more comfortable features. And one of the things I like, I am not, I, I love, uh, believe me, believe me, I love good windows and I love good doors because I use them and touch them or they touch me, good, bad, or ugly. You get a bad window, bad door, and you have window wind blowing through it at, you know, 12 degrees. It becomes an issue of, you know, no, this is not about um, saving energy. This is about saving comfort. So anyway, be aware that that price escalation. Now, put it on a national basis to where our grid system, all these utilities are going to have to go in and really upgrade all of that for all this renewable energy coming on. Anyway, stay tuned. Hour 2 coming up here. Home improvement right after news, weather, and sports. Scott Mosby standing by for Hour 2.